1: Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to the LakersNation.com live podcast slash game show. The Lakers, that's right, four in a row. They get it done, take down the Atlanta Hawks in dominant fashion. Final score is Lakers 130, Hawks 114. L.A. jumped out to a big lead, and then they did not look back. It was great to see this. LeBron didn't even have to play the final six minutes of the fourth quarter lakers get the job done again four wins in a row kendrick nunn goes off tonight so many positives to talk about from this one joining me tonight welcome back sean spaces davis sean how you doing i'm doing all right
2: man thanks for it's good to be back on and a little you know behind the scenes stories like i'm i've joined the stream or whatever and you know listening to the intro or whatever it's been a while since i've listened to the intro so I'm over like pumping my head to it. <laughs> I God, saw you.
1: <laughs> you yeah, were rocking man. out there. Yeah, it's been a minute. Did Did you forget that I could that I can still see you when you're not on stage?
2: No, I didn't forget that. We <laughs> like scrolling through my phone. I'm like, okay, yeah, for God, this is a pretty good deep song thing. Uh, entrance.
1: Sean was was rocking out to the intro. You know what? It makes sense, though, with kind of the vibe around this game. The Lakers, this was a game where they made shots. It made it a fun game. It was a Kendrick fun game. Kendrick Nunn, my goodness, Who, who would have thought? Goes off for 23 points in this one. Kendrick Nunn drops 23 on the Hawks. LeBron leads the way with 25. 25, 10 assists, 7 boards. But 23 points for Kendrick Nunn on 9 of 16 shooting. Westbrook has 18 11 and 9, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. Thomas Bryant, 19 points, 13 rebounds. He was exactly where the Lakers needed him to be. It felt like at all times. Dennis Schroeder kept up the hot shooting, 21 points from him. I don't know how Dennis Schroeder is standing right now. His ankle, I mean, I thought he was going to be out for a while in that last game, yet he didn't even show up on the injury report. Five of eight from deep, not known as a three-point shooter. But my goodness, he lit it up tonight. Lakers as a team. Shoot fifty five percent from the field and forty six percent from three, Sean. That that just that made for it was more than just yay the Lakers won. It's that was a fun game to watch for for Lakers fans.
2: Yeah, that that was a really fun game to watch. It was a little nerve wracking when the Hawks got it down to ten points late in the third quarter and early on in the fourth quarter, but. Like you mentioned, uh, Dennis Schroeder was big time. Kendrick, fun. uh, What a game from Kendrick Nunn tonight. And, I mean, LeBron kind of coasted, it felt like, through that first half, but got it going in in the second half, got got some uh, driving lanes to the rim. But, um, yeah, no, it was a really fun game tonight, outside of some nerve-wracking pieces in the third quarter.
1: There were moments where the Hawks tried to come back, but the Lakers, to their credit, they bent, but they didn't break. You know, there were moments where you went, uh-oh, uh-oh, here we go. And I think at one point, maybe the Hawks cut it to nine, as I recall. Uh, but the Lakers then pushed the lead right back. That was the thing. They responded. That's really the, the key takeaway. Every time the Hawks made a run, which you would expect them to, the Lakers responded. They punched back. If we talk about last year's Lakers team, they would have folded. They would have they just collapsed, and the game would have been over. The Hawks would have come back, and they would have won. Uh, but instead, the Laker, this year's Lakers team... They felt the Hawks start to make runs and the Lakers came right back and said, nope, no, you don't. Don't start getting your hopes up about making a comeback on us this time. We are going to battle you all the way through. And they did what it took to get the win, which is fantastic to see. Uh, Let's get into some of the questions and comments that are coming in here. Uh, We've got Koa said, love Thomas Bryant's energy. Schroeder has been our second best player. The best player tonight was LeBron, but I'm giving none this award. He hit some important threes. So remember the Lakers extremely shorthanded extremely. No Anthony Davis, we knew. But Austin Reeves now out for 2 weeks at least until he gets reevaluated. Lonnie Walker, same thing, reevaluated in 2 weeks. Troy Brown Jr. out for this game. We don't know when he's coming back, dealing with a a quad strain. That's the, I mean, you're missing all of your wing depth. They signed Sterling Brown today and he actually got some minutes, just a few minutes, but still they actually had to play him in this game because they're so shorthanded. All of that added in to be that shorthanded and respond the way the Lakers did tonight. Uh, that was just fantastic. Fantastic to see. Um, let's stick with Dennis Schroeder and Kendrick Nunn. What did you think out of those two, about those two guards in this one, Sean?
2: Yeah, Dennis Schroeder, uh, like you mentioned, I, I don't know how he wasn't at least on the injury report after like the gruesome ankle twist or whatever happened in, in the last game against mm-hmm. the Miami Heat. Um, so I mean the way he's been playing the last two games have been phenomenal and um, yeah Kendrick Nunn was great again tonight got getting a throwback for Miami Heat performance from Kendrick Nunn tonight Uh, 23 points like you mentioned already hitting a lot of timely timely shots he almost waved off Russell Westbrook at one point that's how good (laughs) he was playing but he uh, he threw it over there but um yeah man you know Kendrick Nunn was awesome. Dennis Shooter was, ha, has been phenomenal, quite frankly, um, the, the, throughout this win streak. So uh, it's good to see some of these guards, quite frankly, all the guards start to mm-hmm. make some strides. Like Pat Bev is starting to knock down this rebound ball more consistently. Um, Dennis has been great in this recent stretch. Kendrick playing well tonight. And then Russ just you know, providing a, a few plays here and there through throughout different moments of the game that come back and, you know, Add up and help the Lakers out. So, um, yeah, no, all the guards are starting to turn it on at the right time.
1: Yeah, I thought Pat did has done a nice job too defensively. You know, he'll be he's not going to be brought up a lot in this show. I have a feeling Pat just five points, four boards, four assists, and it was a, it was a fine night for him. One block, two of five shooting, one of three from three. That, that's fine. You know, no problems from for Pat, but thought he made some smart plays defensively as well. So I really do think all the guards had good games tonight for the Lakers. Uh, Senpai says Lakers have one shot at this make a contending move trade. AD, Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker come back in a few weeks. Those combined primes them for a Nets-esque run. So Nets, what did they win? 12 in a row, I want to say. The Nets did. I don't, Look, we're a long way away from that. But the Lakers are undefeated in 2023. They've won their last four games. If I'm the front office, I'm feeling more confident now about making a type of win-now move now, I do want to talk about the trade front in just a minute. We'll talk about kind of the dynamics of that because we have a little more info on that situation. We'll get to that in a moment. But as of right now, if you take a peek at the standings, the Lakers, they are in a, in 12th place in the West right now. They're half a game behind the Timberwolves for, for 11th. They're a game behind the Jazz for 10th, which is the final play-in spot. However, they are two games behind... The Clippers and Warriors right now, by the way, the Clippers got blown up tonight, got destroyed. Phoenix also losing to Miami. The Lakers are two games back of the sixth seed. Sean, they're in 12th, and they're two games back of the sixth seed. The West is so compact. If you you can find a way to get something done without getting fleeced, there is so much upward mobility in the Western Conference. You make any kind of a sustained run, and the Lakers could find themselves not in the play-in, but just flat out in the playoffs. That's not out of the question right now.
2: Yeah, and and really quickly, let's go through some of the Western Conference teams you have to pass and get to the Clippers right now are a hot mess. They're 28th in offensive rating. Kawhi and Paul George have played four games together, I believe. That might might not be accurate. It might be like 15 games together, but they played – Four games completely healthy. The Phoenix Suns—you got to talk about a train going downhill. It Wouldn't be a train, but you get my point. Um, Chris Paul had to leave tonight's game uh, with an injury. Devin Booker is, I think, going to miss three more weeks at least before being reevaluated. And without Chris Paul, and definitely without Devin Booker, that team doesn't have a shot. So even though it's because of injuries, my Phoenix Suns not making the playoffs pick look spot on. Um, the Timberwolves aren't good. The Jazz are falling off, and like. Like the some of these West Conference teams are like falling off so much. The Golden State Warriors, who are playing without Stephen Curry, and I mean they're playing better basketball, but they're the sixth seed right now. So you make a trade, you stay healthy. The Lakers, why not? Why can't they go on a run?
1: Sure. Yeah, I think they definitely can, especially once you get healthy and if you're able to find the right deal. Now, tomorrow the Lakers take on. We'll talk about this more later in the show, but they take on the Sacramento Kings. It's a tough match. You're in Sacramento. The Lakers are going to be on the second night of a back-to-back. They're shorthanded, and Sacramento hasn't played in two days. They've had two days. They're going to be beyond well-rested. They lost to these Hawks in their last game, so it- it's going to be a difficult. In fact, here Mario Hernandez with Super Chat said, "After winning after tonight's win, tomorrow's game is going to be huge. Hope LeBron can play. None continues his hot shooting. Might be a playoff atmosphere game. I don't think we can assume the Lakers are going to shoot this hot every single game." But what do you think about LeBron playing? Does LeBron – now, after being sick, does LeBron play in the second night of a back-to-back tomorrow against the Kings?
2: This is going to sound crazy, but the way I look at it is which game do you think you can more than likely win or steal a game without LeBron And Is it against the Kings or is it against Denver? Call me – I think it might be Denver. I think you're more likely to steal a Denver game – whip out LeBron, then going into Sacramento where, they put, where they're going to put up a lot of points, like we mentioned on the play-by-play, mm-hmm. uh, De'Aaron Fox, Monk Sabonis, they still have to worry about guys like Kevin Heater, uh, Keegan Murray, Malik Muck, our old friend, uh, Harrison Barnes. Like, now, remember, no AD
1: to defend Jokic, though. That's usually what helps the Lakers
2: find True. success
1: against Denver. True.
2: But I think – And I want to go – somebody just put in the chat that tomorrow is a must-win game. I want to go that far, saying it's a must-win game. But you try to play LeBron tomorrow, but he's not playing both. He's not playing both games against Sacramento and Denver, so you can wipe that out of your head now. And last thing, I'm not saying Denver isn't better than Sacramento. I'm just saying, based off how the Lakers have played those two teams, Denver might be – they they match up a little bit better with Denver than uh, Sacramento.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I think both of them, the Lakers won't be favored in either matchup. Both of them could be winnable games, but I don't know. I, I, I think really the Lakers should just take out of the equation who they're playing. We're mid with the midpoint of the season. I, I don't, it, it should just be, is LeBron healthy? Or are we normally, would we normally play him in this game on a second night of a back-to-back? Do we feel like, uh, there's too much of a risk to do it. If there is, then just don't play him. That's that's what it is. You know, as much as you want to keep this streak going and everything, um, keeping LeBron healthy is going to be something that's really important for them on the long haul. And um, and you never know. Look, we saw them step up without LeBron and beat the Heat. So you never know what's going to happen, even though it would not be likely to get a win against the Kings without LeBron. Uh, Joan Oliva said, if Max, Nunn, and Schroeder keep playing like this when AD comes back, good times are ahead. Again, I don't this shooting I'll say is not sustainable not to be a rain cloud or anything like that but this shooting isn't quite sustainable but they can continue to play well that's I mean you can still make positive plays out there uh Bryant has been on a tear too health is what matters now yeah and unfortunately the the injury bug continues to ravage the Lakers which makes it all the more impressive that they continue to find ways to win games but I saw things we like to, that I liked even out of the guy we haven't talked about yet it was Max Christie now, Darvin Ham, I thought, made the right decision to pull him uh, late in the fourth when the Hawks were looking to try to make a comeback. And Max, uh, he made mistakes, uh, but he had a turnover on one play. It was a questionable uh, moving screen call. And then the next possession, he bit on, on, uh, on a DeJounte Murray drive and got an and one called against him. So he went back to Patrick Beverly to close out the game rather than Max. That was the right decision. Other than that, I thought Max did a phenomenal job defending Trey Young knocking in open shots when they were available, hitting the threes. This was a good game out of Max Christie. And, Sean, I know he's your guy, so I want to give you the floor to, to talk about him a bit.
2: Yeah, no, Christie, I thought, made uh, made, made some really nice plays. Um, he, like you mentioned, Trevor, he had a couple of mistakes. He also had the travel where he honestly should have just shot it. Uh, you're already two for two. Why not just go? Why not just shoot, it another, shoot another three if you miss it? Oh, well. But, um, yeah, man, no, no. Um, Max Christie made a couple of really high-level plays tonight. Got the big-time dunk uh, over, I think, in Kongu, or it might have been John Collins. But, um, yeah, that, that was big time. And I feel like he had a couple – he, he, he kind of rattled. I'm not going to say rattle, but he kind of helped in the slowing down of a Trey Young. But, uh, yeah, Christie was great. Uh, give a shout-out to JTA as well. We haven't talked about yet, and we talked about him mm-hmm. a little bit on the play-by-play but, um, you know, JTA's ability as a passer out of, you know, being a screener and rolling in the short role, being a passer out of that, really encouraged. Hope we could see more of that. Darvin Adams kind of used him more uh, in that role over these past couple of games. Um, but, yeah, Christie was great. Got some really good minutes out of him. Uh, some rookie mistakes of the JTA as well. Um, made some uh, really good plays tonight as well.
1: It really, it really was a game where it was a full team effort. Like again, th- this wasn't a, this wasn't a LeBron blows up for fifty game. LeBron was was good, twenty five points, seven boards, ten assists. Like it was a good LeBron game, but five turnovers. He kind of had a slow start. Only had to play thirty three minutes, which is great. This was a full team effort. In fact, uh, aside from the guys who played like three minutes, every Laker who played any kind of meaningful minutes scored. They scored efficiently. They were good in, the, in this game. And that, that, that helped take the burden off of LeBron to do that heavy lifting. Uh, Diego says, LaShannon in the building. everyone stepping up big time. Yeah, Shannon Sharp was there uh, ringside, or ringside, courtside. <laughs> that, uh, that was cool to see. Bruce Chang says, four in a row. Great win, but this team needs some help with depth. It was reported the Pistons are looking for at least a first-round pick and young pieces for Boyan Bogdanovich. Says, Beverly, none, and a first for Boyan. Let's go. So the rumored conversation between the Lakers and the Pistons a few weeks ago was the Lakers offered up a heavily protected first round pick Beverly and none. The Pistons said, no, 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 no. We want an unprotected first. Now it's getting out there that they want a first plus a young player. Now I don't know if that's a protected first and a young player. And if it was an underprotected first, they would take it. Maybe that's what it is. What we do know right now is that around the NBA, Prices are still pretty high. In fact, Woj talked about this a little bit earlier on ESPN saying that what's happening is it's very much a seller's market. There's a lot of teams that see what's going on in the West and are telling themselves, Hey, the West is so compact. If we make a win now move, we can move up quite a bit. We can make a big difference here. We can make a jump. And so as a result, asking prices are sky high right now. So that's the challenge that the Lakers are going to have to battle. And everybody else is having to deal with that too. Um, Would you do that, Sean, if it's an unprotected first, Beverly and none for Bojan Bogdanovic? Are you doing that?
2: No, I don't think I am doing that. Um, Unprotected first, probably not. Um, Also, because really, I'm not sure. If I'm trying to unprotected first in a deal, I think it has to move the needle, whether it's by a lot or by a little. I'm not sure how much this moves the needle at all, honestly. like Bojan's cool, but like, you need Bojan and something else, not just Bojan. Um, as good of a player he is, as much of a fit I think he is. Even like at Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma's different, though, because, like, yeah, yeah, he's just one piece, but he's also 27 who you can re-sign and keep him long-term. Bojan, you're really keeping him, like, for this next one to two years. Right. to maximize lebron and ad so no i'm probably not doing this deal personally
1: he he would he would be a nice fit but you're probably looking at a two maybe three year window with him yeah um, to, yep. and you also have to be comfortable with him being your big acquisition for the summer too because you'd be sacrificing most if not maybe even all of your cap space for the summer if you were to do that which is why i understand why the lakers are saying hey we want it to be a protected first <laughs> if we're going to go after bogdanovich like that um But again, would be a good addition. This game was just so fun. Jay Aquino said, none better. Kendrick's best game as a Laker. Absolutely. Kendrick fun. He was absolutely a blast out there on the floor. It was great to see that from his easily best game as a Laker by far. Um, We were talking about it on the live stream on Playback, which is also a lot of fun. Come join us on Playback every game. We are there broadcasting the game talking with Lakers fans it's a lot of fun as we go through the game together we get to watch it uh, shout out to OG and uh, th- this was, it was a good time over on playback this was a, this was a fun game but how bad did Kendrick Nunn need this
2: like I said like the, you know sometimes players need just like a random game or whatever to like help them get back in their rhythm and Kendrick Nunn's been out of the rotation a lot of the a lot of this season. Um, but having a game like he did tonight, 23 points. It, like I said, it was, it was a flashback game to how good he looked in Miami. And this is the guy my, the, the Lakers thought they got it when they mm-hmm. signed him last last summer. And man, if you get this guy, if this is the Kendrick Nunn that you can get a little more consistently going forward, that's gonna really make it tough on Darwin Hammond. It's gonna bring back up the question that we were having in the offseason, Trevor, that we never really had to address because Kendrick Dunn was not playing well. Lonnie not playing, was well playing at all. Yeah, Lonnie was playing so good. Uh, you didn't know about Russ. Dennis was a question mark. And then Pat wasn't playing well. Like, now, really, what is Darvin going to do with the minutes when Lonnie Walker comes back in two weeks, when Austin Reeves comes back in two weeks, when Lonnie gets back from his injury? I, I just said Lonnie, my bad. But, um, like, it's going to really make things tough uh, for Darvin Hamm and his coaching staff in terms of rotations um, on what they're going to do when uh, everybody gets back if Kendrick Nunn is still playing at this caliber of a level.
1: It's a great problem to have. It's a great problem to have. Hopefully that is the way it goes. But, uh, again, nice to see. And hopefully this is a confidence builder for uh, for Kendrick. You know, we haven't done any awards yet in this one. So let let's start here.
2: Superstar of the night.
1: All right, our superstar of the night, you know, I, I went with a a non-true star. I went with Schroeder for the last game. But this game, superstar of the night, let's look at LeBron, 25 points, 7 boards, 10 assists. Russell Westbrook, 8 points, eleven boards, 9 assists, 2 steals. Russ, 7 of 14 shooting, 2 of 4 from deep. LeBron, 10 of 19, 1 of 5 from deep. 5 turnovers for LeBron, 3 for Russ, uh, who are you going with here for superstar of the night? Or do you go outside the box and go with a non-Lebron or Russ player?
2: I'm I'm gonna just go with LeBron. LeBron 25 points, uh, was on triple double watch. It felt like we unfortunately he didn't grab it. But LeBron, I, I wonder what like the potential assists for it because it felt like he could have had like 15 assists with some yeah. of the passes he were making that, that his teammates just were knocking down. But I'm gonna go with LeBron, he was the best player on the floor. Um, the entire game, you know, like Trey Young, I think had more points, and Dejounte might have been up there too. But LeBron was the best player on the floor, and it was it was big time that we were able to get him some rest down the stretch and not play in the last six minutes. Russell Westbrook was great tonight as well, but I'm gonna go with LeBron.
1: Yeah. Uh, agreed. Agreed. I th- I think LeBron is definitely deserving since you went LeBron though. I'll throw some praise to Russell Westbrook. 18 points, 11 boards, nine assists. I thought he was very good in this. I thought defensively, he made a number of really good plays, just smart plays, breaking things up from the weak side, had a nice block on, uh, on Trey young. Uh, I thought he was smart in terms of getting to the basket, knocked in his threes tonight, except for the one wedgie, which was uh, a loud wedgie. But other than that, I thought he he was great in this game. Again, nine assists. And then really the Hawks' last effort to try to come back, it was the door was slammed shut by Russ getting into the paint and calmly dropping the ball off to Thomas Bryant for the thunderous dunk. And that was, that was when the game officially was over. That was the nail in the coffin. So a lot of credit given to Russell Westbrook. A team high, plus 15. Oh, I'm sorry, not a team high. Second highest on the team, plus 15. Wenyan Gabriel led the team as a plus-16 on the night in terms of plus-minus. But uh, a man, good performance out of Russ. I liked what we saw.
2: Shout-out to Wenya. Shout-out to TB, too, yeah. man. Those guys have been dogs all year long, especially Thomas since he's gone back from injury.
1: Wenya now contract guaranteed for the remainder of the year, by the way. We should note congratulations to Wenya and Gabriel on that. Same thing with Austin Reeves. Not a surprise at all, but both of them. Guaranteed contracts as of today. Uh, Bean. Said, this team's really got it together. We will be on a win streak for a while. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Russ really picked it up and has been more than decent. We just need a, a trade to be real contenders, like Bojan or something. Um, you need health. But again, if you're the Lakers front office, do you have to do the big home run two picks deal? I don't think you do. I don't think you do. I think what you need to do is if you find the right move, it can be a smaller trade and still give you the overall impact that you're looking for. I don't think you have to go get like Zach Levine or, or something like that. I think you can make a smaller move for Pete for the right fits. And if you can do that, yeah, it yeah, will have a big effect.
0: It. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search.
2: Yeah, um, no, I, I agree with you. Um, also, I, I think Zach Levine would personally probably be a an uh, offseason move where you get mm-hmm. to use that third draft pick, first round, third first-round draft pick. But, um, yeah, no, like maybe go take a deal, maybe look at Eric Gordon, maybe look at a couple other guys that probably just would be one first-round pick, if any. Um, but, yeah, you know, go grab your center potentially. Um, Thomas has been awesome. But, really, I think you're just looking at the wings right now. And um, you, you'll go from there, and save save as much of your draft capital without like getting pleased.
1: Yeah, they've been working out bigs. They worked out Boogie, or they're going to work out Boogie Cousins. Um, we've seen them. That's what they're what they're right now going towards. They worked out Cody Zeller. Maybe they're going to bring in a big, but I, I agree that wings are probably the priority. If I'm the Lakers, see if you can, especially with the injuries they're faced with right now. Wings have got to be the priority. And if you can add somebody, if you can get Bogdanovich without giving up an unprotected first, great. Great. That would be a fantastic fit. If you can get, if you can go get Kyle Kuzma, great. Who can just find somebody that you can go bring in without having to give up the farm, which is, you know, easier said than done right now because prices are still sky high at the moment. So that's the challenge for the Lakers. And again, everybody else looking to make moves. On the trade market. Oh, I like this one. Kyle Hampton said, "I'm Kendrick stunned." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we won. Now again, yeah. Keep keep the good vibes going. Keep winning, man. This is a good reminder. After everything was so doom and gloom, those first what twelve games, the Lakers were ten and two. Gosh, basketball is fun. They are what sixteen and and ten since sixteen and eleven since yeah.
2: And again, that they be fifth if be like count it from whenever that last game was. They made it two and ten. Since then, they they be the fifth seed in the West.
1: Absolutely, absolutely fantastic stuff from them lately. And this is now that said, your record is your record. And this is where we were concerned about the early going, where they were shooting like twenty percent from three, um, and they just couldn't score enough to win. Um, the problem is, you're still trying to dig your way out even though you are playing better basketball. But it, it, things are looking brighter for sure. Mama mentality is a great win. cruise win, but nonetheless exciting. Yeah, this game was exciting, even though the Lakers kind of got to cruise through it. Hawks try to come back to no avail. Can the next man up be all the guys? They all played well. well. Good question. I like that idea, but let's let's get into this right now. Let's go ahead and do that. Remember, it's this year, it's the Star in Your Role Award.
0: Star in Your Role.
1: All right, so who did you think was the star in your role award winner for the Lakers tonight, Sean?
2: You got three really good options. Don't hate me for any of them. Uh, I'm go- I'm gonna go Kendrick Nunn. I, I mean, Dennis was awesome tonight. Thomas Bryant was awesome tonight. But let let us continue the celebration of Kendrick Nunn or Kendrick mm-hmm. Vaughn, That's right. Um, let, like we already said, man. Twenty. 23 points, 9 of 16 from the field, 3 of 7 from deep, Um, just providing a huge for You have 41 points, or uh, 58 points, I believe, off the bench. Russ had 18, Kendrick Nunn 23, Max Christie 8, Gabriel had had 4, and then Cole Swider had 3 as well, so I think that's 50, I could count. Um, Just a phenomenal performance on the bench in general, and Kendrick Nunn tonight was at the centerpiece of that.
1: Agreed. I think we have to sing Kendrick Dunn's praises. But I get the sentiment of that last comment that, look, this really was a whole team effort. And that was that was fantastic to see everybody chip in. But Kendrick, just given where he's been to what we saw tonight, this was huge for, for him, for the Lakers. Um, massive performance. By the way, the Lakers Nation uh, Twitter account tweeting out, uh, Kendrick Dunn talked after the game, said, He's feeling night and day compared to earlier in the season due to the work he's put in and getting familiar, more familiar with his teammates. Stress that he's stayed patient. Although he's been frustrated at times, he's stayed ready for his number to be called. So what he's saying is he's starting to feel more like himself again, like he's more back to being himself compared to earlier in the season when he just wasn't in rhythm and he wasn't all that familiar with his teammates and just kind of felt out of sync that's good to hear that it's not just, Hey, I made a bunch of shots tonight that in general, he's feeling more comfortable being out there on the floor. Because I think for a while there, you could tell he was not comfortable. He was not confident in what he was doing.
2: Yeah. Confidence goes a long way. And, you know, I I even feel like more recently before this blow up performance, he had started to find the confidence a little bit more to take the jumper, take the floater. um, And even like, in the middle of the season well i guess we're technically middle season now but a couple weeks back he was starting to get back to the mid-brain dribble pull-up but he was just missing really really short but he was already i feel like you saw the seeds of him starting to uh lay the foundation of his confidence getting back and tonight just kind of cemented that Uh, again i mean what more can we say without you know already repeating what we said
1: uh aaron mc said this is a good team they have heart they don't quit we need to make the trade this team competes with even with the best, even in losses that's a good point about them not giving up. this team has a different fight in them, certainly than last year's group last year's group, it was tough to watch some nights where you could tell they just, they didn't want to be there. Uh, you could just see it, the body language everything this year's group they're going to fight you all the way through they're not always going to win, but they're going to fight you there isn't a lot of quit in this team, and I think that's that's important um. Particularly when you start losing players due to injury, that these guys will fight through it. And uh, and all the credit in the world to the coaching staff and all the players for kind of having that mentality.
2: Like moments like this, or when like, I'm looking at the Lakers' schedule right now, I'm like, gosh, that Pacers lost her. Gosh, that Sixers mm-hmm. lost. The, the Celtics lost. The Celtics lost. like, ah. The, right. the Blazers lost at the beginning of the year. I forgot about that one yet either.
1: Yeah. Those games really come back to haunt you. Uh, oh, Florence said, off topic, but Sean, the Chargers are in the playoffs. Yes. Just are the Chargers playing fun. their guys this weekend, or are they benching everybody?
2: I think the plan is we are going to play them because we want the five seed. We want Jacksonville or Tennessee in the first round, right. which I do yeah. not blame them for.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I think, isn't there something, I'm trying to remember all the matchups, but I think if there's if something happens before their game, though, they'll know ahead of time and they'll just bench everybody.
2: Yeah, I, yeah like, I don't
1: remember exactly what it was, what the scenario was.
2: Yeah, I forget too. Yeah, but all I care about, Justin Herberts in the playoffs. So let's go.
1: Yeah. Travis said, "Lakers at full health will be scary. Look out." I mean, you would hope they've been they've been at full health before, um, or at relatively full health, but. Um, there's just there's an energy around the team right now, a very positive energy, and hopefully they keep that going. Uh, Damien said, hi from Australia. Oh, welcome in from, from Australia. Okay. Thank you for joining us. Uh, do you think Russ, Max, both first, pick swaps, and seconds, so giving up everything, is enough to get OG, Trent Jr., and Porter Jr. if Toronto decides to blow it up? Sean, I'll hand what that over you? to you. The, the Raptors guy here
2: bo first pick swaps so wait are we basically like 27 29 in a picks up pick swap for 28 plus extra seconds to get og yeah. you're trent. getting og
1: and Anobi, gary trent junior auto porter junior
2: you lose me with auto porter junior even as a laker fan because like auto porter junior is out injured right now The Raptors are reporting he's nowhere near close to coming back. Yeah, I think he actually suffered a setback in his injury Mm -hmm. timeline. Um, That's okay value, actually. But my concern is you're saying that's too much. The Raptors might get that for just OG. um, And I'm not exaggerating. So, like, that's not a bad offer per se. Depends. It really does come down to how much does Masai like Max Christie? Like if he likes Max Christie enough to where like, okay, if he was this draft, where would I draft him? And like, let's say that's a first round pick, you could kind of count that as another first. So it's really like four first round equivalent uh, assets, plus seconds, plus an expiring contract. So you're fully, you know, wiping off your books to get uh, you give up O.G. and Trent. That's not bad. But like I said, it really depends on what they how they view Christie.
1: If Toronto said. Pat, none. Two unprotected first for OG. Did you do that from the Lakers side? <laughs> yes. Did it you all. do that? Yes. OG's putting up 18 and six right now this season. Uh, he's very very good. Uh, it would be you could uh, you could add a major piece there with with him. He's been been a good player. He's uh, best Jared player in the NBA right now. He is he is. Jared Chalker said if Schroeder does this and none continually gives us. Something we have a real shot at making noise. If we make the playoffs, I mean, come playoff time, it's all about LeBron getting LeBron and AD to the playoffs and giving them a puncher's chance to do, to do what they do. And they both not at the same time, but they've both played at an MVP level this season. Now again, not at the same time, but they have. And so, you know, that's still in there. You know, they still have that. So you say, okay, great. Now do we have the pieces around them to get to where we want to go? If Schroeder and Nunn play like this, Sure. Now, again, you can't expect these percentages to stay this high. Dennis Schroeder is not shooting five of eight from three every night. He's not – he had 32 last game. He put up 21 tonight. You're not getting that out of him every night. You're not getting 23 on nine of 16 shooting from Kendrick Dunn every single night. But if you can get impactful play from these guys, then, yeah. I mean, this this team with LeBron and AD, and if you make a trade and you can add some size on the wing – Sure, uh, you know you can't cut, count them out, and that's why that's why you want to try to do something to get them into the playoffs. Because once they get there, like let's say let's say you're Phoenix, and you're and you get matched up, and let's say you're Phoenix and you're like the two seed or something, and you get and they make a run, and then you get matched up with a healthy Lakers side with LeBron and AD, you're not super excited about that. They only escaped the Lakers in 2021 because of AD's injury. That's that. That could be. They could be the proverbial team that nobody wants to see in round one, very, very easily.
2: Yeah, it, it literally would just be a, a redo of that twenty twenty bubble. Not the bubble. The year after the bubble, where you know whoever got to see the Lakers, you were not going to be happy about it. Yeah, um, because you knew LeBron's back. AD, like they were what twenty one and six or something like that before. The injury started to happen or whatever. So, yeah, man, it's all about just getting LeBron 80 a puncher shot and you, you roll with it and you go from there. So,
1: By the way, the uh, Suns, the Lakers are just a game and a half back of the Suns right now. The Suns are the eighth seed. Ooh, they are sliding fast. The, the Timberwolves, unfortunately, have won three in a row. Otherwise, the Lakers would have already passed them up as well. But just half a game separates the two currently. Uh, Bean. Said, I know people haven't loved the LeBron-Westbrook duo, but recently they've been really good feeding off each other and doing well. I love it. Yeah, I like, I like that. I think that's a good point. I think what it does is it gives Rob Palenka legitimacy in trade conversations to be able to say, I don't have to do anything. So if the only deals you're going to offer me are a trade where we're getting fleeced, I don't have to move Russ. This can work well enough for us to get by with Russ currently um that i think that's important because teams were still approaching the lakers as though they were desperate to get russ off the roster that shouldn't be the case anymore
2: yeah no i i think there's enough of a sample size now to show like hey darwin's gotten enough out of Russ where you're like okay we don't have to trade him Um, and and yeah Russ has been great especially with like our bigs oh my gosh like Thomas Bryan Wendy and Gabriel Anthony Davis obviously when he's just basically rusted ball screen scenarios in general this year I feel like has have typically been a good thing for the Lakers so yeah no the Lakers uh, should not be operating from a place of desperation this season with with trade negotiations
1: and that's that's really it though right like if you trade Russ, you actually have to be careful. Over the summer, it was, well, can you get anything positive for Russ, anything that can help you, even if it's not a perfect fit, at least it's a net positive on the floor because that's not what Russ is. Well, now he is. I think you actually have to be careful if you trade Russ because he's really been instrumental with his passing in setting yeah. up so many. I and mean, we talked about the the play that put the nail in the coffin that, that finished off the game, the dagger. It was a Russ drop-off pass to Thomas Bryant. His passing has been really important for the bigs on this team, including Anthony Davis, by the way. So that's something you have to factor in when you look at the trade front for the Lakers. It's not just, hey, can we move Russ and get back some positive pieces? It's if we move Russ, this is what we're losing. Are we getting enough to make up for what we're losing? Like That has to become a factor in the trade math. It's that you're actually losing something positive with Russ's passing
2: yeah that's a really good point
1: uh reginald thomas said darvin ham gets all the awards tonight coach of the year none next man up and star of the night cold sniper um what a difference a few games i mean we're people were calling for darvin ham's head for a while there um i i don't think he's winning coach of the year or anything like that unless the lakers go in some crazy run in the second half but uh but tonight uh, you know darvin was, was great. I thought Darwin made the correct calls at the right time. And uh, you know, he got LeBron some rest. LeBron only had to play 33 minutes. I like that.
2: Yeah. The fact that LeBron didn't have to play 38, 39 minutes might increase his chances and probabilities of him playing tomorrow night. So that's big time that the Lakers were able to get LeBron that much rest in the fourth quarter.
1: How about, uh, he said, cold sniper. How about Cole Swider steps onto the floor first time we've seen him in a while since since preseason right and it took him what like ten seconds to put up a shot and he drains a three
2: and me, oh, yeah that was
1: that was great to see
2: they actually kind of ran a play for him too if I yeah. recall so that was really really cool and on the darvin ham note I don't think much has really changed I think they've adjusted a little bit better and i mean it's like i said like sometimes experience is you know the best teacher and, and things like that and darvin as the season's gone on I think he's gotten better at certain things and you know, just game, in-game management, situational uh, management, play calling. I think things like that, he's gotten better at. We're, at, what, game 39 now, just near the halfway mark almost. Um, and, yeah, Darvin has, you know, improved in a lot of areas. But like you said, man, like a week and a half ago, fans were calling for Darvin to be fired. So let's not act like, you know, everybody loves him now.
1: We're riding the roller coaster, Sean. We're riding that roller coaster. Uh, Love Lamar said, I feel like Sterling Brown didn't get much run because we don't need guards. Boogie off the bench would be wonderful for Russ or period with floor stretching. So, I I mean, it's easy for us to look at Sterling Brown and say, he's a guard. He's 6'5", he's a 2. I'm just telling you what the Lakers put out there. Like the Lakers' official press release announcing that they had signed Sterling Brown called him a forward. That's how they're viewing him is a six, five wing. They're looking at him as a forward. That's how they plan on playing him. I think, yeah, they're looking at a lot of guys. I really think Sterling Brown, they went, Oh my gosh. Reeves is out. Lonnie is out. Troy Brown is out. Who is someone who has a little bit of size, at least who be a plug and play guy. And they went, oh, well, Sterling Brown has played for Darvin Ham before, so let's give him a shot. And that's, that's where we're at right now. I don't think it was, he didn't get much run because they don't need guards. I think he, he didn't get as much run because they literally signed him like just a few hours ago, right? He signed like what, five hours before the game started. I think he didn't get much run because the Lakers haven't really gotten him up to speed with everything just yet. And that's why we didn't see him all that much. And frankly, you the guards were able to stay out of foul trouble enough to where you didn't have to turn to Sterling Brown.
2: That's honestly, that might be a good thing, at least like for tonight, like you mentioned, you know, he literally got into the arena like five hours before the game started. That's when he first joined the team. So yeah, that might not be a bad thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, give him a little bit more time to get up to speed and, and all of that. You know, we, we see this happen in the NFL sometimes, Sean, where, a team is, you know, they're missing a running back and they sign a running back off the street. And the next thing you know, that guy's getting 20 carries or something like that. Like what was it, uh, the, the Ravens last year? Didn't they have like, they had like Lev Bell at one point and Devontae Freeman and a number of guys. Like in basketball, it's a little bit more difficult to do that. Like the running back position of football, you see it, but it's harder to just sign a guy who hasn't been on your team and then a few hours later throw them onto the floor and just expect them to go out there and play. That's really tough when you're running plays and you're, you've got specific defensive responsibilities and having everyone be interconnected is, is so critical in basketball.
2: Yeah, it's almost like this might be a bad comparison, but follow me here. It's almost like having five quarterbacks on the floor in terms of like what you have to know and process Like Every single player, like you just mentioned, has to know what our defensive responsibilities are, how are we playing in in the gaps, what's our weak side rotations, what's our ball screen coverage, are we blowing up dribble handoffs or are we switching them? And that's just defense. I definitely left off a bunch of other defensive responsibilities. And then you got to know the whole offensive side, too. That's why, like, what Baker Mayfield did uh, I forget what I forget who it was. But I think it was the Raiders. What Baker did in that Raiders game for the Rams a couple of weeks back mm-hmm. was so like impressive because he did that on two days notice and to come in there and like ball out and lead his team to a comeback win. Sure. Is impressive because that shouldn't happen if I'm a quarterback. Christian McCaffrey can do that because he's a running back. It's here, give me the ball. And I mean, like it's obviously a little more complex than that, but here, give me the ball. I'm just gonna go run to the open spot. But um but yeah man so that that, that's a good point
1: by the way we mentioned this on the live stream on playback sterling brown is shannon brown's younger brother if you remember you go back to the the let shannon dunk days remember that guy that's that it's his younger brother um there's something i learned today uh Keon park great game seven and four next week nuggets mavs 76ers games will be the test for the Lakers. If we can go two or one or three and oh, Rob would have to make trades. I think you throw the Kings into that mix too. The Kings have been really good this year. Um, in fact, as of right now, Kings
2: in to like the division,
1: the Kings are fifth right now, one game behind the Dallas Mavericks. So they are certainly in the mix there. So those four games, Kings, Nuggets, Mavs, 76ers, I think it would be if you go 500 in those four games you're feeling pretty good
2: yeah that's what i was just about to say like if you could somehow get two out of that that'd be huge um yeah i don't think three is very optimistic Mm -hmm. um but yeah you could try to steal two out of those i think if you were to steal two it would probably be like one of denver and sacramento and one of dallas and philly i don't think you would win back-to-back of those two uh Stretches and they got Houston at the end of that, like that five game stretch. You could go three and two, and that'd be big time. Mm
1: -hmm. Good Mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, Cole said, with both Beverly and Nunn playing better, that puts a lot more pressure on the front office when it comes to winning a trade. Also, welcome back, Sean. Puts more pressure on them to win a trade. I think it puts some some pressure off because I think other like if the Lakers are losing lots of games and LeBron is frustrated. Other teams are going to say, you need us to trade these players to you to save your season, so give us everything. If the Lakers are winning games, then Rob Palenka doesn't have to necessarily win a trade or whatever, doesn't have to make a deal. I think it gives him maybe not a lot. I think it's still a seller's market, but it's more leverage than if they're floundering and they need some other team to come in and and save them with a trade.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it... Yeah, I'm not sure if putting pressure on the win a trade is how I would uh, categorize that. But yeah, and appreciate the nice words at the end.
1: Yeah, I said, welcome back to Sean. Um, All right, I would be remiss if we didn't get into our favorite segment of the night. Still have plenty of Super Chat questions. May not get through all of them. Might have to put them on to our next show. But uh, do want to get into uh, our favorite segment of the night. And that, of course, is...
2: Master lock of the night.
1: The master lock of the night. We take the most annoying thing from the game and we put it in our buddy Chris, the masterpiece master's finishing hold. The master lock. So Sean, what are you putting in the master lock tonight?
2: Trey Young, like just the. No, I'm actually I'm not even gonna blame Trey Young because like the referees are still calling it, so I'd abuse it too. I'm of the refs, man. Like, what happened to the? You know we're gonna stop calling the. I'm gonna lean back into my defender foul calls. Like what? What's what happened? To that it feels like Trey's the only one that's still getting that call. So it's really really annoying. And you know th- it's just no skill involved to in that man. Like Trey, if he I don't know what the exact numbers were, but if Trey for example had 30 points. Feels like 14 of those at least are just no skill. I'm gonna lean back into my defender so he can't foul me. And if he even touches me, it's a foul. So. Give me the referees sort the master lock.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I am with you on that. I'll go ahead and put it on Trey young. I, i I'll, the play where he smacked Thomas Bryant in the face and look, Bryant like falls to the floor. He made a meal out of it, but like, that's the Trey young special. Right. And then Trey was all upset, all up in arms about the fact that Thomas Bryant got that call. It's certainly ironic. Trey young upset about somebody else getting a foul call against him. So he gets my master lock. But like a lot of the chat is saying, there wasn't that much that was that annoying in this game anyway, which is great. That's what we want to see is a game that doesn't have a lot of super annoying stuff going on, right? Yeah. All right, let's see what else we've got going on here in in the chat. Again, got a lot to get through here still. A lot of questions and stuff coming in. Uh, oh, here, Jeremy Edwards has Would you do Pat for Kuzma uh, first, Kendrick Nunn? Pat for Kuz, and I'm assuming it's Pat and a first for Kuz, and then Kendrick Nunn, Lonnie Walker for Boyan, and a first.
2: So wait, wait, Pat in a that first for Kuz. Sense. Kendrick and Lonnie, Anna first for Bojan. For Bojan.
1: I don't think none and Lonnie is enough salary going out to get Bojan.
2: Uh was what Bojan's at? What eighteen, right?
1: Yeah, and that's it. only eleven going out. Yeah, you might so have
2: to a... throw in Damien.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe you can do something like that, but but at any event, would you? If, bottom line, if it took. However, many expiring contracts, and you had to give up both firsts, but you get Kyle Kuzma and Bojan Bogdanovic. Are you doing that?
2: I I think so. I think so. Yes, because I think while I'm not the biggest fan of giving up a first for for we talked about earlier. If like the thought process in my mind is like, okay, cool, I got, I'm giving up a first here, but I'm also gonna get this other guy like set in stone. Yeah, then I do it. So um kuz is maybe worth two first so yeah i do it Good
1: yeah basketball. i think that's that's enough value coming back for me uh ali yeah. said ad and russ picks for derozan levine caruso vucevic that's i mean a that's lot. a lot that's a lot um
2: gutted their whole franchise
1: <laughs> yeah like ad is the best player in that deal by a lot you're getting a lot back I don't know. Like, are you getting, you're not getting a, a super duper star back, right? Like Levine, Levine was great tonight. Like, I, I don't think Chicago does this. I think it's too many pieces going out, but that's, that's a lot. You're talking, and look, if the Lakers are developing chemistry, you don't want to do this kind of massive, like, Hey, let's trade everybody. Let's swap teams type of trade. Cause that's going to undo some of the chemistry that you built up. Yeah. Something to consider. Into wild great win rested LeBron late uh, as always toenail clippers MF toenail clippers. Yeah, the, the Clippers lost as well. Uh, Mike E, do you see him making fewer rookie mistakes lately? Coaching appears to call timeouts when needed better rotations, etc. Yeah, I think I think so. I think we are seeing him the timing of the timeouts. I'll agree has been something that's been uh, better in the last couple of weeks, I think.
2: Yeah, like I said, you know, the the longer you, you do it and the more opportunities, more reps, it's just like being a player, honestly, with some of this stuff. It's just you need reps. You need in-game scenarios no matter how much practice you have or how many you – know, you can kind of practice situations. But, like, there's nothing like an in-game scenario. And the more reps you get, the better you get at it. And I think Darwin has – like we talked about a little bit ago, Trev, I think Darwin has gotten better with certain things like uh, Mike just mentioned here.
1: Uh, Ivan said, Kendrick Nunn shooting himself into the rotation. Shouldn't he be playing? uh, Shouldn't he be here playing for minutes over Pat Bev? JTA needs to be better. He needs an identity.
2: I thought JTA was fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think JTA's identity is what you saw. He's not going to put up a ton of stats. He's just, he's a glue guy. That's what he does. He's going to put himself in the right spots defensively. He's going to battle for rebounds and he's going to defend. And that's, that's what he does. Um, that is his identity, but Pat, like Pat and Nun, if both are at their best, they're in some way, not quite opposites as much as like Russ and Pat are, but none is going to give you a lot more offensive punch if they're at, if he's at his best and Pat is going to give you a lot more defensively if he's at his best. Yeah. So it depends on what you need on the floor.
2: And, like I said earlier, man, like it's really, we're really going to see what Darby can do with this rotation management and minutes management once we get healthy. If, 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 if Kendrick Nunn keeps playing like this, he's going to have uh, some tough decisions to make when everybody gets back.
1: For sure. For sure. Uh, Dimitri Nunn had himself a game tonight. Good to see him playing well. Beverly has improved quite a bit. Maybe we should keep them.
2: What a thought. Imagine yeah, like that yeah, three right. weeks ago.
1: So, Here's the thing though I've heard the commentary about well we should keep Russ now now well we should keep Pat because Pat's been playing a lot better lately now well maybe we should keep none. you have to trade away something if you expect the Lakers to make a move something yeah and so if it's not one of those three, if it's not Russ Pat or none, it's Lonnie that's the only other salary with any size that's on your books at 6 million, but he's on an expiring deal as well. And he's hurt right now, which complicates things with knee tendinitis, which sometimes that doesn't really go away that fast. So you're going to have to give up some kind of salary, but look, it's a good problem to have to say, Hey, we've got these guys that it would be nice to keep instead of a, Oh my gosh, this guy's doing nothing. Can we please, please trade this player. Right? So that's great. But yeah, you you have to give something if you're going to execute a trade. It's got to be one of them. has to Because you're not trading LeBron, you're not trading AD. You legally can't trade LeBron. Everybody else is a veteran minimum aside from those guys I named. So if you want to see a deal done, something's going to have to give there.
2: Le- LeBron is uh, channeling his inner Trevor Lane here talking about the Lakers' uh, transition and the, be- less, the best Lakers offense. He says the best offense is when the defense is not set. So you have to get live ball stops and force turnovers. He attributed Lakers getting on transition a lot more to them playing better defense from the Lakers-Asian Twitter account.
1: Yep, I've been singing that song all season long. Uh, super Dope Hip Hop said 45% from three for the Lakers versus 29% from three. Threes stop runs, make or miss game. Yeah, we talked about Max Christie. The Hawks were making runs twice. Max Christie hit big threes to try to stop that run. Uh, that's very true. The Lakers were able to knock in their threes, and it makes a huge difference. That one we already did. Um, Justin said, "If we have thirty million in cap space, what are we doing with Reeves, Lonnie, uh, Thomas Bryant?" We all thought Bryant was a one and done. So Reeves, I've heard, is probably going to wind up somewhere in the eleven million range, maybe twelve. Now again, a lot of basketball left to play, so not definitely not set in stone. But that's kind of what is out there right now. The the buzz is um, Lonnie. The Lakers would have non bird rights on Lonnie that so you could give him like seven ish million. Maybe he would take that Thomas Bryant. I don't know, but it potentially you could, if you don't make a trade and you just go into the season with into the summer with cap space, you could wind up burning a decent chunk of your cap space. If not all of it, um, just trying to keep these three players. Well, you wouldn't burn all of it, but a decent chunk of your cap space just keeping Reeves, Lonnie, and Thomas Bryant. And then we're really kind of rolling the same team back next year. That's the that's going to be one of the challenges for the Lakers. It's going to be, how do you hang on to some of these guys that you found? And that's one of the downsides of signing all these one-year veteran minimum contracts. Um, or in the case of Lonnie or Austin Reeves, um, not one-year veteran minimum, but still contracts that, don't get you the full bird rights for that player, which makes it tough to retain them. Uh, Jay Delgado, good feeling win with a roster full of injuries, somehow still awful schedule. I don't know how this is the case. The Lakers had one of the toughest schedules in the early going. And now in the second half of the season, have one of the worst schedules in the league again. I think that's just a product of the West. But still, they have like the I think I saw like the fifth most difficult strength of schedule. They got to get people healthy.
2: You got to get people healthy, and I, I think that's what it is, Trevor. Like the West is just so compact, so it's like every every time you step on the floor, it's got to be you know somewhat competitive. Like, and also I think just the NBA in general is just so compact. Like, yeah, how many teams are like really awful? Like the Rockets are really really bad. The Spurs we think are, are really really bad. Charlotte, but he lost to Charlotte in is Orlando. Is that it? Orlando, but yeah. Yeah, you're done playing them. So, like, that's what, 25 teams outside of you that are, like, decently competitive in the NBA? So, yeah, it's b- very compact right now.
1: Uh, Reginald said, we really don't know what we have. None Reeves, Bryant, Max. We have a young core and the right coach to get the best from them. A.D. away from a chip. I wouldn't go that far.
2: Championship is bold.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's going a bit far. I wouldn't go that far, but I, I think this team can make some noise if if you make the right move and if you can keep getting solid play out of the, the other guys here for the team. Uh, Intel Wild, it gets none better than this. Good pun there. I like that. Uh, since November 12th, LA is 16-11, eighth best in the NBA, fourth in the West. Great to see. Great to see mamba mentality like that guy alan slee was said that was on the lakers nation podcast yesterday uh he did some scouting and bogdanovich is a proven veteran he is statistically the third best scorer uh on the jazz or was the best scorer on the jazz kuzma was third in spurts there is true concerns like before with kuzma's fit with lebron so that's coming. like if you had your pick unprotected first uh, and, and Patrick, whatever it takes in expiring contracts to get it done. An unprotected first, and you can get either Kuzma or Bogdanovich. Which one are you taking, Sean?
2: Kyle Kuzma. I mean, like the only concerns that like you could really have about Kuz, and also like this, this is not the same Kyle Kuzma that you're getting uh, if you trade it for him right now than the one you had two years ago. He has grown a lot in Washington as a scorer, having to create for himself a lot more. He's a significantly better defender than uh Boyan Bogdanovich. And he's 27. You can lock him up long term this summer and keep him for the next five years, if not longer, potentially. As somebody's just put in the chat nice Ponier Kuz control instead of cruise control. Um Kuz is also just a better player right now. And Overall. it's not like Bogdanovich isn't like su- is super consistent either. Love Bogdanovich, I think they're a great fit. But uh, give me Kyle Kuzma easily over. Uh,
1: You've got a lot longer of a future with Kyle Kuzma than Bogdanovich. I think you could argue Bogdanovich would be the better fit. But in terms of future, if I'm going to give up an unprotected first, I'm way more confident that Kyle Kuzma will be making an impact on the team in 2027 than than Bogdanovich. And that's just an age thing. But I think either one of them would be excellent fits with the Lakers right now. Either one of them could be making an impact for the next three seasons at least. Um, Beyond that, though, you really got to go Kuzma. And Kuzma is going to give you more size and more rebounding. So, it's look, either one of them would be excellent. But I do kind of lean Kuzma overall. But I think you do also have to sell him, though, on, (laughs) hey, you're going to play a starting role with LeBron and AD. It's not you behind LeBron and AD anymore. That hurdle might be enough to cause you to go a different direction if you're the Lakers. You kinda, you'd have to feel that out because yes. if Kuzma doesn't want to come back to the Lakers, he's talked about how much he's enjoyed spreading his wings with the Wizards. If he doesn't want to come back to the Lakers, then you don't do it because he's a free agent in the summer. Uh, SR37, Russ playing better defense last two games, seems more engaged, proud of none staying ready, tough to do after everything he's been through. Yeah, agreed on both fronts. Agreed on both fronts. Sean, thoughts on on Russ's D defense there?
2: Um, I I think he played. I thought he made some really nice plays tonight. Um, did did a really good job chasing over top of the ball screens and made made some big time plays on the defensive end and on the glass. Um, I'd have to go back and watch film on the Miami Heat game, um, because I feel like that'd be a game where he doesn't play call that well because he might be chasing around some shooters. But, I mean, actually, it was really, really big on uh, Jimmy Butler down the stretch. Mm -hmm. Like, it was him who got the assignment of Jimmy. So, you know, I'll I'll, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to Russ. And and Kendrick, yeah, staying ready. I mean, the saying we always have, Trevor, is process over results. And, like, this is, like, the epitome of just grinding it out and trusting it eventually – Keep with the process. It's not going to work out for you all the time, right when you want to be. Keep grinding. Keep trusting the process. Um, it's going to. The results are going to show up. And again, twenty-three points tonight, three of seven from deep. He um, was big time.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Haley Ford said, "Let's assume AD comes back in sixteen games and stays healthy. The Lakers can go nine and six over the next fifteen during his absence. Where do they finish at the regular season, assuming they make a trade?" If they go nine and six without AD, and then AD comes back,
2: you're at five hundred when the AD's coming back. Then, okay.
1: Yeah, I would say they finish up if they're that good without him. I'm going to say they're a playoff team and not a play-in team. I'm going to say they get six seed or better.
2: These next fifteen games, though, I don't know.
1: They're they're t- that's that's part of it too. Is the it's it's not going to be easy to do that at all. So I'm saying if you if you pull that off. Then, then you're pretty good if you can do that over the, that stretch.
2: Like I count four games where the Lakers would be favorites in the next 15.
1: That's it's not gonna be easy. It's not gonna be easy. That's for sure. It's gonna be tough. But but yeah, look, if they pulled that off, then I would think you're you're yeah. just a playoff team. But that's gonna be tough.
2: That'd be right around the deadline, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Keon said, I'm hyped about the future of Super Max Christie. Yeah, he's been... Max has been good. And, and his skill set fits what the Lakers need in terms of being a wing that can defend and knock in some threes. That's what you need. Max Max can do that. Played well for South Bay the other night. Played well for the Lakers tonight. Looks like he's getting comfortable. I just wish they had given him more than a two-year deal. The Lakers keep making that mistake over and over again. Drives me crazy. Um, Zafarid said, all these Kendrick puns Wow. Ken, Kendrick pun. Yep. Kendrick fun. It's a good time. Jose Swider should be the star in your role. Came in and hit a three. He had one, three. You don't get star in your role just for making one, three. When you play 40 seconds, uh, just busy said four in a row. This is, is this the start of something special or will Lincoln continue to sit and pump us up with fake, uh, fake us out with lies. Uncle LeBron is giving us all his all. Um, no, I, I think the the Lakers can build off of this. and I still think ultimately I think they're going to do something. I think it makes too much sense for them to get something done. I think the problem is other teams are not are, are trying to fleece them and tra- it's not just that they're trying to fleece the Lakers. It's the the whole seller's market situation that's causing problems and making it hard to get a deal done. I'm hoping something gets done sooner rather than later, but I, I still think the Lakers make some kind of a trade and when they keep playing well like this, I think that just makes it more likely that they do something. Yeah. Uh, Intel, Wild Christie is a very solid player for the future, Lakers Mm. scouting department, Lakers scouting department is legit. They are finding players. They are identifying talent. They're finding guys consistently. That's been the most consistently excellent part of the Lakers front office has been the scouting department. They have been doing a, a phenomenal job for years now. Finding players in the second round, late first round, getting it done.
2: So I hope they actually keep the first round pick this year because I have the scouting department is the one area I have the most confidence in, in this yeah. organization.
1: Hundred oh, percent. This this guy's name is Trevor Lane Stan. I didn't know I had any stands. Uh, as a med student, your you streams do. help my stress. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm glad that that um, that we can help with your stress. Um, and uh, and thank you for watching. Certainly, certainly appreciate that. Uh Mark said, Does a player need to be in the rotation to play him games? Sean, do you get that? Am I missing something on that?
2: Like I, I I'm confused, I think. I mean, like, is the question like asking for a player to play in the games do they have to be a part of the rotation? Is that the question?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm maybe I'm misreading the question or something. But let, I'm going to move on to this one. Nick T said, "Lakers defense has been better without Lonnie Walker. Think Walker should come off the bench. He doesn't make extra passes. Well, that's kind of what Lonnie's supposed to do, right? He's a scorer. So, I think you can find bench units that where Lonnie makes sense, but." What you want him to do is be able to just be an attacker. He can occasionally make a nice pass. I think he's a better passer than he gets credit for. But you mostly want him being in attack mode and scoring the basketball and, and doing that. And maybe the best place to do that is off of the bench. That that may be the case, but I don't think it's necessarily, a, well, his defense is terrible, so send him to the bench. I think it's where can you make the best use of that particular skill set, and then, and then you go from there.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've had an in-depth conversation about this in the past, Trev, about Lonnie's regression, if you want to say that, and why it's been as uh, productive. It's like like I said, they've kind of made him a spot-up catch-and-shoot guy and let Dennis, now that he's back healthy, and Pat, you know, initiate the offense, which, if anything, that should be reversed, make Pat the spot-up catch-and-shoot guy and make Lonnie the guy that is, like, one of the initiators of the offense that is – really because you also got to think, like, if – if the lineup is, and also like throw in the Austin Reeves sometimes too. So sometimes you have four initiators on the floor and Lonnie's like just by default has to be a spot up guy. Like when he was at his best, he was a playmaker. He was a guy that got to be a decision maker, got to play around with ball screens. And like you just mentioned, Trev, he is an underrated passer. it doesn't get enough credit for it. So um, yeah, I, I, I like to see Lonnie off the bench or really just change his role back to what it was earlier in the season.
1: This one says, "Love Reeves, but I trade him for Caruso right now." So throw throw salaries out the window. Would you swap Reeves for Caruso right now?
2: Not with this team. Not with this team. Love, love AC. I wish we didn't trade him away. I would, I would love to. I'd rather see them play together yeah. on I
1: I wish they had traded him away. They didn't even get anything for him. They just let him walk. Caruso. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't mean to say trade away, but um, no, nah. Doesn't really fit with this year's team, and
1: I mean, I would take him back in a in a heartbeat. But I think Austin gives you Austin is a is gives you a better offensive ceiling. Caruso is a better defensive ceiling right now. That's and that, and the question is, what's your best fit?
2: Yeah, Austin gives you the better defensive, I mean, offensive ceiling, while also being pretty good defensively. So, mm-hmm. give me
1: Austin. All right. Uh, and I, I think you can make an argument for it. I think Caruso is, when healthy, one of the best defensive guards in the NBA. And that's that says a lot, right? Like, I don't I don't think you're calling Austin, despite being ninth in all-star voting, I don't think you're calling Austin right now one of the best anythings in the NBA at the moment. But he is sure. very well-rounded, and I am very high on his on his future and his potential and think overall he's probably going to be a more well-rounded player than than Caruso is, but um, is there a way to just get both? Can we, let's just say both. Let's get both.
2: Yeah, there was a way, but you know. Yeah,
1: the the Lakers very easily could have done that. They could have very easily had both right now. Oh, mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. Um, Damien isn't playing. Uh, This person said, Damien isn't playing. How did he get a player option? And why can't Huff get a shot with the parent squad? My guess is Damien had an offer from another team that he was able to leverage. Remember Damian Jones, when he came over the off season, like he was okay. He's a young rim protecting pick and roll style. Big. That's what you're going to use him as. And unfortunately he just, he's not been good. Like your risk was pretty low with him because it's a minimum contract, but that player option may end up hurting a little bit. We'll see. Uh, why can't Huff get a shot? I wish I had an answer. I wish I had an answer. Um, yeah, I would like to see Huff get a get an opportunity, especially if you're bringing in bigs anyway. Like if you're going to bring in Boogie Cousins, if you're going to bring in Cody Zeller, give Jay Huff an opportunity. Just give just bring him in and give him a, a longer look and find out there's something there because his ability to shoot the three and protect the rim that that could prove useful.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Intel Wild, more likes, please. Yeah, please go ahead and like this video, of course. Oh. Uh, this comment I'm sorry mispronounced name highly Ford sorry highly I said Haley when I read her her super chat there highly um okay let's see what else we've got here we'll do a few more then we're going to call it an evening
0: here
2: imagine Uh, me a plumbly that's
0: an interesting one
1: yeah that would also be be an interesting one for sure um let's do let's talk about this so tomorrow the lakers take on the sacramento kings if if you are darvin ham are you doing anything different with your i mean they threw it this was the first time we've seen this starting lineup are you doing anything different with this starting lineup are you making any adjustments
2: no i i like this lineup gives you some size um and you have two guards that can kind of be passed. I'd probably throw Dennis on De'Aaron Fox to start, and then I'd probably go Pat on Kevin Heater not to let him get anything going early and, you know, try to stump him and get him in the slump, get him out of the game. Um, but, again, it's really come down to if LeBron James is ready to go or not. But I, I like, I like, honestly like the lineup they went with today. Um, you know, Dennis, Pat, LeBron – JTA AD, I mean not AD. I wish it was AD. And then uh, Thomas <laughs> Bryant. Um, I, I, I like it. And uh, if LeBron's ready to go tomorrow, uh, that's the lineup I'm rolling with.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't think I would change it if I uh, if I'm Darvin Ham either. I would I would stick with that. All right, guys, it's going to be a tough one tomorrow. But second night of a back to back, and you know what? Frankly, the last two games we've said would be tough for the Lakers, and yet they found ways to get wins. Never say never. This team is certainly showing some life. Lakers take on the Sacramento Kings. Appreciate all of you for joining us here. If you are listening to the podcast version of this, make sure you do follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Give us that five-star rating and review. And then if you are on the YouTube channel, make sure you're subscribing to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. We're going to keep you up to date on everything. As we inch closer to the trade deadline, Lakers are going to be in trade talks. So again, make sure you're subscribing. Turn on those notifications so you stay in the know. We'll keep you as up to date.